is my good friend Wink. Wink, what's going on, man? Oh, not a lot. Just sitting here trying to remember. I can't even remember how I got to singing there a second ago. This is our second time doing the intro. Um, but yeah, it's wonderful. Wonderful over here. Well, it uh, it's been weird here. It's been hot one day, rainy, cold the next. Hmm. It's been crazy. Sounds very exciting. It's kind of been the same here. It was like 70, then it snowed, then it was like nice again, then it snowed and iced, and now it's just friggin' cold. Ugh. This weather, it's something else. I love living in the heat. I can just tell you that much. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> so, you just yeah. got back from probably a place that has way better weather than you're dealing with at the moment, it sounds like. I was about to say, you know where else is hot? Los Angeles. Yeah, it's what I hear. So, yeah, I uh, went to Disneyland this week. End. Went and hung out at Disneyland, and we went to the Galaxy's Edge. The first time I've been to the one in California. So, yeah, now I've been to Orlando, and I've been to California. It was a lot of fun. I've got some pictures I'm going to show you guys. If you're on the live stream, you get to see them. Um, I chose the largest one to be me looking very awkward while eating. <laughs> but uh, last week I said, you know, I'm going to try the Ronto wrap when we're at Disneyland. And I did. Look pretty tasty. And it was delicious. Holy cow, man. The pork with the sausage with the, the spicy coleslaw, that thing was amazing. Mm. Now, the only issue I had was... The spicy coleslaw was really wet. So once you got down to the end of it, it was kind of uh, like you're eating Play-Doh on the ends. But (laughs) other than that, I 10 out of 10 would eat again. Sounds tasty. But I wanted to mention how crazy getting onto this new ride was. So Rise of the the Resistance came out like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically... The only way to get on it is to have a boarding pass. Now you got to use their Disney app to get this boarding pass and they go really really quick. So I knew that that was the case and so we I, I talked I want to give a shout out to Ron Paul Bunyan from our guild. Uh he was at Disneyland all week last week. So I I was leaning on him to give me all the details on what to do to get onto this ride. Yeah. Cuz I remember I said to you last week I'm like, I'm going for this ride, so if I don't get on it, I will be unhappy. (laughs) Yes. So, um, basically what you have to do to even get on this ride is be through the gates by... You have to be through the gates by the opening, park opening. And so, we went in at... We got there at 7 and stood in line and got into the park like 7.20... And sat for 40 minutes and waited for 8 o'clock because you have to be have the app open or you have to have use the app to get your boarding pass. Well, we sat there, waited, waited, waited until 8 o'clock. And then you there was like 100 people sitting in the front of Disneyland and they're all sitting there on their phones. And once 8 o'clock hits, everybody just starts pounding on their phone trying to get these boarding passes. <laughs> right? So... It was weird, like it was like this weird experience because you everyone was there doing the same thing, right? So once eight o'clock hit, everyone hit their app, everyone 
tried to get a boarding pass and everyone that got one you heard this like this whole front section of the park just start going nuts <laughs> like people were screaming people were like hooping and hollering nice it was, it was like almost like a religious experience it was weird people were like freaking out but the other part to it is the people that didn't get boarding passes because there was also a lot of crying uh... no it wasn't adults uh, maybe it was adults. I didn't see them, but there was. I remember we were standing there. We got we were freaking out. We got boarding pass number forty two, which meant we got onto the ride by like eleven a.m. Man, so like perfect timing. Anyone that got it went up to one fifteen. So okay. if you got a really far back one, if you got one at all, and it was really in near the hundreds, you were going at like nine p.m. Wow, like, that's how long it took. But it was crazy. Yeah, so crazy. there were people screaming. And there was this little. This was little girl and her dad. I feel really bad for the girl. It totally brought me down because I was super excited. But then there's this little girl like crying at her dad because he couldn't get boarding passes. It was an interesting experience. Anyways, back to the ride. That is probably the best ride I think I've ever been on. Really? That good, huh? It's amazing. What type of ride is it? Roller coaster or is it like a... It is a mixture of all kinds of rides. So like you've been... Have you ever been to start on Star Tours? No. Okay, well, for everyone listening knows what Star Tours are. There's there's parts like that on the ride. There's a part with the, where you're in this thing and you're just kind of like on a subway, basically. You're holding on so that you don't fall over, but it's like you're on a transport ship and you're flying around. You end up inside of a Star Destroyer and then you get on a ride, like a moving ride that goes throughout the Star Destroyer while you're trying to escape. There, I don't want to give out too many details and spoilers for people that don't want to know how the ride goes before they ride it, but it was seriously amazing. Like There are like three different parts to it. Even the line, the line was good. The beginning part of it before you got to another line was good because there's rides in between the lines. It was crazy. Yeah. It's just had so many different elements, different like special effects in it. It is amazing. Hell yeah. Sounds like a heck of a lot of fun. Kind of jealous. I highly recommend it to everyone. Well, one of these days I I will get out there and test it out. Yeah, you're going to let me know if you need someone to go with you. I'll I'll (laughs) hit you up. Don't worry. I will happily ride that ride again. Uh, All right. Sounds good. We'll We'll have to plan that out sometime. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Yeah, it was a it was a terrible and inefficient system, Obi, but uh there are so many people trying to get on that right now. It's like might be the only way they can do it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even see how they can get that right. Well, I mean, eventually not everyone going to the park will be going there to ride it. So they'll they might not need the boarding passes thing, but I don't see that going away for a long time. Yeah. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. um Hmm, while you're taking a sip there, um, let's let's move on to this. Hey boys, it's your favorite time of the day. The time where we all pop our tops off and relax. Popping our tops off, huh? <laughs> pop those tops off. GMP, what top did you pop over there tonight? Alright, well let me tell you. I popped a beer... From Melvin Brewing Company. 
Melvin Brown. Melvin called New England. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them. Yes, very familiar. I have also heard of them. Uh, New England Breakfast Ale. It's got uh, a mixture of maple syrup and coffee. Uh, and it is freaking delicious. I've got one of those sitting here staring me in the face. Um, I am currently drinking <laughs> the uh, Killer Bees American Blonde Ale. Um, big huge shout out to these guys. They are from uh, Alpine, Wyoming. And um, actually, big shout out to Boss Cog, who is from Morlocks Raiders 1 and 2 Guild. And... Uh, he is an investor in Melvin Brewing, and their founder, Jeremy, hit us up and uh, wanted us to try some of their beer, and I gotta say, I'm pretty damn impressed. This New England breakfast ale is freaking amazing. Um, Dude, I'm loving it's, it. It's delicious. It's Yeah, it's, it's freaking fabulous. I absolutely love it. So, big, huge thank you and shout out to those guys. Um, they're... they're about to be shipping their beer to Arizona, uh, where you are. That's what I hear. I'm so kind of jealous. Nice taster, it's nice to. Uh, I'll be walk up. I'll see them in the in the grocery store now and know exactly which one I want. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding, no kidding. So and it, I don't think I've had one I don't like yet. So, so if you're good, in that area, thing. like I know they ship a lot to they Colorado, like, and um, I can't remember what all the states are. I think they're in like California 14 states. Yeah. Uh, if you guys see Melvin Brewing, go give it a shot. Stuff is really, really good. Um, I haven't tried them all yet, but that New England breakfast ale is oh, oh, oh. oh it's it's amazing. <laughs> no doubt, I'm loving it. Indeed. All right, so um, the blue giveaway. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. We will announce that we're actually going to read them all off. So that'll be kind of just the cap to the end of the show this week and also a big huge shout out to obi cola who's a new patron uh so thank you for the support we really appreciate it and if you would like to support the show please head on to patreon.com slash shattered order we would appreciate it yes thank you all right let's do this oh hey guys what did you do in swoga this week Before we get into that, Before. I, I I was looking at the time and I realized that this did not go as long as I thought it would go as far as the introduction oh. went with my, my... Okay, so if you were a long-time listener of the show, you probably know about Elephant in the Room. Yes. My buddy, Rich. Old guest. He, uh, he's been climber. a guest on the show a few times and he's actually sat behind me and just watched me do the show a few times. Yes. <laughs> just the elephant in the room. Anyways... He was with me at Disneyland, and he really wanted to give a... Uh, I was trying to give you the short version of Rise of the Resistance and how good it was. He wanted to give you his own detailed um, description of it. So we're going to play that before we get into what did you do in Swaga that week. Sorry, this might take a minute, but yeah. I think he's got some good in-depth analysis. I, I totally agree. Um, here we go. Rise of the Resistance is amazing that is yep amazing analysis from the elephant in the thank room. you richie that was that was great <laughs> insight all righty <laughs> good stuff all right let's uh 
Let's talk about what we did in Swaga. Um, Let's re- do the thing. Real exciting <laughs> week. There's a lot of news and updates that we're going to get to, too, of course. But I finished up First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter pilot ship. Thank God we will explain why later, but I'm glad to be done with that disaster. Um, <laughs> I took Phasma to gear 12 because I just had this itch to gear up a character. So I figured, what the hell, why not Phasma? She's going to be useful for something and then i took my first order <laughs> executioner from relic four to relic five that was pretty exciting because i i love uh, i love my foxy death dealer um i got foo from relic four i think it was last week to relic five that's pretty much all the gearing i did this week i didn't really do much else other than just kind of farm stuff i've been kind of collecting and um Got Sith Trooper to gear 10, working on getting him to gear 11. Um, I'll get there eventually, I swear. Uh, I remodded a few characters um, just from some experience that I've had in Grand Arena and just a few other things. Done a little bit of remodding. I remodded my Kylo Ren with a little bit more health because I am now working on relicking him up. I think I had him relic 3 and I've taken him to 4 and about to be relic 5. Probably during this show, actually. And I remodded him for offense and health. He lost a little bit of speed, but gained a lot of survivability and damage. Should make him a little bit more annoying to deal with. I'm hoping. We'll see how that goes. But um, the big thing is Grand Arena Championship. Um, I talked about my screw-up last week, which was frustrating as all hell. But I am currently 8-1 and one in this Grand Arena. Um... I think I'm right around 700 overall in Division 1, which is pretty exciting. I've been doing pretty well. Um, my, my last opponent, man, he went balls... 8-1, <laughs> and one, I'd say that's pretty well. Yeah. Um, well, my last opponent, he he's a pretty strong defense. And I kind of started looking at his defense. I'm like, man, what I've been using, I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. I'm like, I'm going to need something else because he had this totally jacked night sister team um it was all relics except for uh zombie and let's see asajj ventress was relic three mother Towson relic three daka relic three and then a relic five zombie zombie not spirit not zombie spirit uh Zombie was still gear 12. So it's a damn good team. The spirit was like 283, super fast, lots of offense, crit chance, very dangerous. Um, these are the type of teams that, you know, can be a little bit iffy to deal with. Like, I've been using my Django lead bounty hunters as my lockdown night sister killer, which it is. But it's not great at scoring a ton of points. And whenever I set my defense, I kind of muffed it a little bit and put a team down I didn't mean to. And it put me in this position where I'm trying to figure out what uh, like what I want to do as far as keeping teams for offense and defense. Well, I decided to test a team I'd been putting on defense that I liked a lot. And um, I got to say, I have a new favorite night sister destroyer um you got that video queued up gmp i sure do um this was the battle in 
my Grand Arena against that team. Um, my team was a Gear 11 Newt with a Gear 12 Dooku. Um, Django is Relic 5. Uh, Gear 11 Watt, who is at 6 star. And then a Relic 4 Stormtrooper Han. This team does have... Yeah, it does have all the Zetas, um, which you really only need five because Django's leader is not really obviously useful here. But the cool thing here is Watt gives the uh, prote- uh, protection recovery and taunt to Stormtrooper Han. Night Sister Spirit comes in, hits, you gain turn meter, and the idea is to kind of get the team going and get the um you know the defense ignoring uh tech to Django and then get the recovery buff to Dooku and that was basically a strategy but with Watt and the protection up recovery or um protection over time recovery and all that sort of stuff I mean good lord um it just it just it kept healing I lost Newt but he obviously revives, and basically, if you're able to take out Mother Talzin because she ignores protection, um, you know she can kill Newt, which is why I was able to get away with it with a Gear Eleven Newt. But this team absolutely smashed that Night Sister team. Um, Stormtrooper Han taunted the entire time, then forced <laughs> being forced to hit him just fed the rest of my team turn All meter. Turn meter. Oh God, it was absolutely awesome um I, I think this is going to officially be my night sister wrecker um it's it's <laughs> pretty pretty kick-ass it's really good on defense but you know the nice thing about Watt is that you know he can recover protection you know um so yeah i'm looking at your your battle right now and they're all standing tall new watt's got didn't have full health. I'm guessing he had full protection. But Stormtrooper Han's almost there at full health and protection, too, along with the other three. Yeah, I, I mean, Crazy. I ended up getting 60 banners, so um, I got everybody back to full health and protection, and it was primarily due to what? Uh, the good thing about using this team versus Night Sisters is you're able to just basically get it down to a spirit zombie and then just start smashing... Uh, zombie until Watt can basically heal everybody back up because, you know, Night Sister Spirit's not really going to be able to do enough to Stormtrooper Han to really kill anything off. And then you can basically just decide to kill her off whenever you want to. It is absolutely awesome. Ton of fun. Uh, highly recommend that team. It, you know, if you guys have got this team close, then use it because, man. Yep. And it allowed me to put my Bosk on defense. I like putting Bosk on defense. I know it is a team that you can get decent banners against sometimes if you use the right team. Um, I've heard people use the Imperial Troopers against Bosk and RJT, which is fine. Um, if I'm baiting somebody into using one of those teams that might be better used against another team I've set or something along those lines, I am totally cool with it. Um you know, using your frontline defense in Grand Arena as bait for counters to your backline is generally a good way to go. And um, that kind of allows me to do that and keeps, you know, my Django for offense. I, I love my Django. He's just a 
total freaking beast. Um, absolutely love him. It's too funny that I sit and I think and remember when we were like, I wonder if Django will ever come to this game. Yeah, I remember those days. And I remember when he came out, like, I was so excited about the kid, but I just couldn't invest anything into him. And now here I am. Uh, loving every minute. Loving it. He's he's as much fun as I ever thought he would be. Um, especially with these <laughs> Separatists. You know, it's kind of one of those things. This team, want, it kind of gets going, and it's pretty hard to stop. Yep. I would believe it. Yeah, that video is pretty good. Yep. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty much most of my week. I, uh, that that same guy who put that Nicers team, he had a pretty nasty defense. I mean, he put uh, a maxed-out Malik team, a maxed-out Jonathan Skywalker team, um, a really good GG team, and, you know, fortunately, I kind of have counters all those. Despite having a Gear 11 Malik, I am still 8-1 and one in Grand Arena, which is pretty awesome and hopefully i think i need at least i think if i get two more wins with feats i'll hit kyber for this grand arena so we'll see how i end up doing but that is obviously my goal and we will see how that goes um that i think i ended up posting like a 1912 versus him even with uh all those really good defense defensive teams that he set so i was pretty thrilled about that the one screw up he had was versus my ewoks which i always love to see uh, love to see it it's good stuff oh uh another team that i used in this grand arena that i know you will love um i mentioned not too long ago about how much fun uh watt stormtrooper han and uh wampa were together well another team that's really fun is um, Grand Admiral Thrawn lead with Wampa because you can just keep swapping the turn meter. Um, maybe not great against teams that are super tanky or put out very much damage, but it basically set a defensive revive team in the back, and I was able to just go in with those two and get 63 banners because you can just basically let, let Wampa ramp up damage for about four minutes and then just start, you know destroying everything <laughs> just kill everything yep it's, it's by the awesome. way to everyone that's trying to take my wampa card after last week you can pry it from my cold dead hands <laughs> that's all i'm saying very nice <laughs> all right dude what did you do this week what did i do this week farmed kairos seems like a i mean good that's idea. that's Almost pretty much all I did this week. Uh, but I did farm Kairos for a reason, so we'll talk about that reason. I took Watt Tambor from gear 8 all the way to gear 11. So now my Watt is at gear 11. Uh, plus three pieces. I think I need some stun cuffs and stun cuffs and stun guns, of course. You know, to get to gear 13... Of course, you would need two gear pieces that have been in the game since the very beginning. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. So, yeah, like I said, Watt Tambor, gear 11, plus three pieces. Almost almost have all pieces ready to go for after the next territory battle. Can't wait. But I am stoked. I'm going to get it. It's been a long time. But I remember I was very proud before to get all of my 
Separatist to gear 12, and then I unlocked Watt, and there was no way to get him to gear 12. So once again, my that Separatist tab is going to be all yellow again soon, and I will be happy. So I also put the Zeta on Watt. Uh, I liked the idea. It's amazing. Being able to throw that uh, any of those devices out on the first turn. Yep. I think that's important. So It's super important. Put that Zeta on it. So yeah, he's zeta in gear 13 and ready to rock. I'm loving it. I was using him at gear 9 back when I had him at gear 9, so even without the Zeta, and he was still rocking. So I'm really looking forward to A, getting him 7-star and trying him out in some raids and see what he does Hell, in yeah. there, as well as uh, territory battles and everything else. So really stoked for the Watt Tambor. Uh, not much listed here for this week, but there's a reason for that. But I'm going to talk about that during the Galactic Legends section. Because Ooh. like I said, uh, gearing Yoda, Jolie, General Anakin Skywalker, and Watt were my priorities. They are all done. And then I started looking nice. at then I started looking at the Galactic Legends uh more seriously. Uh oh. And uh there's been an about face as far as my priorities go. So <laughs> I'll tell you why when we get there. But yes, that is I'm now working on some other things and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But as far as my alt goes, uh Jay, you know, the Ray farm continues. I thought I was going to be in a good spot for that, except I don't. We'll talk about this in a second. I don't have Ebon Hawk on my alt. It might be the one thing setting me back on my Galactic mm. Legend. Uh, That's brutal. It's it is brutal because I need to not be using Cantina energy on ships and characters like I am now to get signal data, yeah. which I have none of. To get these all these gear thirteen resistance I have to the proper level, so I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna have to figure it out because something's got to change. Resistance trooper, it needs about twenty Mark twelve fusion furnace salvage to get gear thirteen, and then Finn is the basically the same way, only he needs a crap ton of those pieces that take fleet currency to do. And I almost have my ETA 2 Starfighter to 7 stars, so I have not switched over from finishing that off yet. Gotcha. Eventually, I'll get that to 7 star, and then I can really go in on Finn. But uh, right now, I'm just checking every every ship or shipment refresh for the pieces, hoping I can buy them. Because I think I have about 80,000 get one on my alt account. So I'm trying to keep that above 70 for when I get gas. But also, you know, use that to continue to get these gear 13s. So I got about 10K in play on that account. But just buying the pieces right now. Too many farms. Very nice. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Gearing characters. The good old gear characters game. You know what I'm excited about? I think it's three what are you days, excited about? Three days from now, we get that uh, Force Moon event back, and um, yes, that'll be nice. There's a lot of stuff in there I could really use right about now. <laughs> yeah, I don't even really remember what it was, but uh, I'm with you. Yeah, I want it. Alrighty, so I remember it being good. 
Yes. Oh, yes. Quite good indeed. All right, let's go ahead and move on to this. What do you got? What do you got? Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. All righty. Real exciting update, actually. Um, there were some good things in there. Yeah. There um, were some not good things there. In were there were some not good things. There was some stuff we've been waiting on. There's some good stuff. There's some, eh, a little bit of everything. So, to start off. Running the gamut. Started off, uh, Advanced Fleet Mastery Admiral uh, Admiral's Maneuver. <laughs> this is mouthful. an update on the Fleet Mastery event that is very old. Um, Can I just throw this out there? This is not an update on the Fleet Mastery event. That's this is saying. a new that's, event. That's this fair. is a new event that they're calling Advanced Fleet Mastery. Yeah. So it is a little bit different take, but it's basically a slow farm legendary. It's so which is, this a, is which is terrible. It, it's basically the same thing they did with Wicket, and I think it was Mother and remember Towson. the up like and did they not learn their lesson with that? Everybody this one is that. they had a cap on refreshes with that one, if I recall correctly. This one they don't, or well they do, but it's like ten or twenty or something. It's you can refresh the living hell out of this thing and get more shards. Um, is the event the only place to get Wicket? I thought he moved somewhere else too. I think he did eventually, but for the longest time, that was the way to get him. Right, and I think they did that after everyone freaked out because they were gonna have to wait a year. But I mean, where can, can you get these shards? It was like six yeah, he's months. on a hard node. He's yeah. on eight A hard. But it was like six months after before they did it. It took. I mean, yeah, I want to put this while. guy on a node. That'll be nice. But the problem, the biggest thing I have, a right off the top, we just announced this event. I, it's annoying. If I le- if you're gonna make a legendary, just make a legendary. Don't make a new event that drags it out forever for crystals. All right. So you're already you're already pulling it out of everyone to get the the ships in a place where you can beat the event. But yep. now you're beating it and only getting a four star. And then you have to wait another... I've already done the math. If you don't do refreshes, it takes you 12.5 months to get the car, the ship to seven stars. But you require seven star ships to get it. Whew. Doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so the required ships are Raise Millennium Falcon, Resistance X-Wing, Pose X-Wing, the Houndstooth, Ebon Hawk, Ahsoka Tana's Jedi Starfighter, and Lando's Millennium Falcon. In other words, they really wrote ship those. names on a piece of paper, each one on an individual piece of paper. They put it in a hat, and then they were like, let's draw seven names and see who we got. Um, most <laughs> of these don't make any sense. I love seeing all these sense. characters in the new trilogy. They were great. The, so, Resistance X-Wing, Pose X-Wing. Raise Millennium Falcon. Raise yes, Millennium all those Falcon. make sense. Those make sense. Houndstooth? <laughs> what? what? A- at least it's a good ship that everyone should have already farmed. Evan Hawk, though? Eh. Ahsoka Tano's Jedi Starfighter? Okay, it's a good ship. She's great. Lando's Millennium Falcon? It's a pretty good ship, but 
Like, really? I don't know. It just it it just seems odd. It seems really, really odd. So let me tell you about the ships that I don't have at seven stars. All right. Okay. I don't have Kylo Ren's command shuttle at seven stars. I have it at twenty five. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Farming it currently. So I can tell you that much. I'm at fifteen. I stopped at twenty five out of a hundred because that's when I finished the Scion farm back in the day. Um, I don't have Emperor Shuttle. I have that four stars. I don't have B-28 Extinction Class Bombers. I have that three stars. And then I have a three-star uh, BTLB Y-Wing. Okay. There's only one ship in the game that I do not have unlocked. Can you guess what it is? Uh, the Radis? Nope. Well, I don't have Negotiator, yeah. so. <laughs> I don't have Radis and Negotiator. <laughs> not a ship, not capital ship. Um, I have no idea. Ray's Millennium Falcon. <laughs> what? I currently have it 76 out of 80. Really? I decided I didn't farm it after the ships 2.8 came out because it sucked. And I had no reason to. Now I have a reason That's to. That's so I guess yeah. I will farm you it now, but to, I have never unlocked it. I, it's currently wow. sitting 76 out of 80. Okay. Um, Race Millennium Falcon, I'm at 29 out of 85 on it. It's five star. Um... My Y-Wing is four-star. I am currently farming that pretty pretty hard. Um, as for other ships that I do not have at seven-star, um, one or two of these will be required for the finalizer, and I'm going to be pissed. Um, the B-2 Extinction... Uh, the B-2 Extinction Class Bomber. It is at two out of 85. The Emperor's Shuttle is at 41 out of 85. The uh, the Sith Fighter, is that 3 out of 85? Those are all 5-star. And then I have Hyena Bomber at 0 out of 85. And, um, and then, of course, the Falcon and the Y-Wing. Those are... Oh, and then Vulture Droid is at 3-stars, which, whatever. Um, I, I don't expect Hyena or Vulture will be required for a finalizer. But, I mean, you can, you can obviously bank on the... Um, the four First Order ships, which fortunately I do have at seven star. Now, the problem is, um, what other ships are going to be required? It seems that they basically filled out your three starting spots and then your four reinforcement spots. That's the requirements, right? So we're basically looking at three other ships that might be required for the finalizer um, after those First Order ships, because I feel like those are basically a lock. Please don't let it be the Sith Fighter or the B-2 Extinction Class Bomber. I know it's going to be. If it's not B-28 and it's the Sith, I'd be fine. My fear is that we're going to need the Emperor's Shuttle. Yeah, probably. Because most people use it as a reinforcement. It's it's dark side. It's not on the lights, the, the, the ray version. I feel like Emperor's Shuttle is one that if you didn't farm... You're going to be out of luck. That's probably true. And I feel like that's going to be me. So, but here's the deal. So, with the Radis, they actually do have one dark side ship in there. The Houndstooth. Um, Bosk is dark side. So, do you think they'll... Do you think they'll throw a light side ship into the requirements for the finalizer? They might. Um, as far as I'm looking at things that 
might Je- have been Jedi Consular, perhaps. <laughs> because why not? Yeah, right. I don't know, man. That's it's interesting. That's but see, they required Ebon Hawk, and Ebon Hawk and the. Emperor Shuttle came out about the same time, so I'm assuming that between the two, oh, they'll probably throw each of them in of there. A, that's a good point. So that is my thinking, uh, and I, I like I like what Joker's saying in chat. It makes sense. It is also very painful if true. But he said the First Order is aligned with the Sith in the new movie. Yeah. So Sith ships might be needed. Yeah, let's hope that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, this is giving me serious anxiety. Um, you know, you get 10 blueprints for each time you complete the thing. Um, it's 999 crystal refresh. Personally, if I'm going all in on this ship, which I suspect these ships at 7 Star will be required for the Galactic Legends, which means you probably have a lot of time to get ready for a Galactic Legend character, uh, which I guess is fortunate in some odd way but uh 999 crystals to refresh to get an additional 10 shards or blueprints whatever the hell they are i would say if you're going for a galactic legend character you should be saving up a reserve of a thousand crystals so that you can refresh this event every time it comes up because otherwise ooh, i don't know yeah because if you cut the time in half it'll only take you six months yeah, six months is way the hell better than 12. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of crystals. As a, Yeah, but uh, think about the crystals you'll be getting by having a Galactic Legends character ready. Ooh, True. Which we assume this is, is going to be This is still assuming as you need a capital ship. That, that's because true. That is still that's not true. Uh, known. That's true, but let's be honest. They did say 13 units, not characters... And making the capital ship a seven-star requirement would then basically funnel in the requirements of that faction plus some other ships to be seven-star. I mean, just adding that one requirement on there funnels a lot of crap in there as a requirement when it really seems like it's only 13 when really it's, you know, it's more like 20. I'm only wishful thinking, because I know it's going to take it. I, I have a very high probability on that one, and I feel like I'm not one. I'm going to be one. So, required units for the Radis, Ray's Millennium Falcon, screwing me. Don't even have it unlocked. Yeah, I feel sucks. like there's going to be one ship for the finalizer. It's going to be the same thing, and I feel like it's going to be that Emperor shuttle. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um... All right, so there was a there was also a change to Coyote Mundy's kit, and that is the cooldown reduction on whenever he changes form. Um, it, w- it could basically cause an infinite infinite loop, um, you know, under certain conditions because of bonus turns and the way it reduces cooldowns and such. So what they did is they made this ability immune to all forms of cooldown manipulation, so you can't spam it. And just keep using it over and over, switching back and forth. What but, would be the advantage of that? Like, I know it's a bug that they had to fix it for some reason, but what would be the advantage of sitting there and constantly switching between 
Admiral Ackbar Lee, just keep doing it. Keep calling in, you know, pick a rebel. That that would yeah, that would be nasty. That would be bad. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one good reason. Um the cool thing though is the cooldown cannot be increased either. So you know, um Fair trade off Skywalker and Nihilus and all them can't can't mess with it, which is yeah, I, I think that's totally fair trade. I think that is that is a well thought out solution to a problem and a way to fix something that was already in game. Um so on this mark I will applaud capital games because well we'll we'll get there um jerry skywalker is now bugged uh he counters now whenever (laughs) before dropping to his knees he counters um instead of just dropping to his knees he'll counter and then go down which it makes arena matches very frustrating because you're not sure what to expect one of our former game changer friends lost a Grand Arena Championship round because of this. And I feel real bad for uh, him. Yeah, that would suck. Because you introduce really a bug by fixing another bug somewhere else. They're like, did you not play him anywhere but there? Like, yeah. how did this happen? Um, so... All that was basically to fix a bug in the Sith raid where where it was freezing uh, whenever he attacked out turn, which was frustrating as all hell. I had that happen to me a few times. Uh, Alright, so Places of Power. That is the new assault battle. They moved it to the 28th instead of the 24th. Uh, moved it back a little bit, but... Like I said, we have the Force Moon coming back in three days, which is pretty exciting. So we'll get to play with those new battles. Places of Power, of course, is the... Uh, was it First Order and Sith? Yeah, First Order and Sith, I believe. So fortunately, I'm working on my First Order, so hopefully I'll be good. Um, I I wonder why they pushed it back. That's what I'm, I'm curious. I, well, they had a... Remember, it was supposed to come out first and they had a problem with it. I suspect they still have a problem with it, and they're just kind of moving it back just to be safe or something. Hmm. Yeah, probably. As long as it works. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. So, uh, they did some stuff with the environments and Geonosis and um, got rid of Chimera for a little bit. Executrix will be uh, the standard capital ship in light side geo battle this time because of that issue. The big thing, though, is the shard shuffle. General Hux and First First Order Sith Trooper now available from 6A and 6C dark side hard nodes. Very frustrating, they went to hard nodes. However, I am thrilled that they're on a 16 energy hard node. Because it actually does make a considerable difference whenever it's 80 energy versus 100. Um, you know, whenever you're trying to farm these characters. And I'm sure people are probably thinking, well, we've talked about this in the past, what's the best way to farm? Um, if you are considering buying their shards from shipments, you should be doing your 50 crystal refreshes no matter what, obviously. And going up to the 50 crystal node refresh... Um, that's what I'm doing. I am farming, um, I am doing three node refreshes on First Order Sith Trooper, 
two on Hux, um, using all that energy I've got, and then also farming the Y-Wing, and also Raise Millennium Falcon now. So, I am farming all that stuff, doesn't leave me any extra energy for gear, but... Yeah, that's the worst part of this. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. I was about to say, I am farming... I Adding in Raise Millennium Falcon yesterday, after adding a bunch of things earlier in the day, has definitely made my energy not spread very well because i have six hard nodes that i'm farming right now six of them yeah i got holdo holdo rose hux sith trooper by the way i think it's hilarious i'm gonna have to go in the game and check real for real real fast before i say this because i don't want to be wrong but i'm pretty sure i'm right okay there it is okay how do they name their character wrong? In the post, they say, First Order Sith Trooper is now farmable at this location. That's not his name. You made sure of that. You even changed the other Sith Trooper's name so that this guy would just be Sith Trooper. But in the patch, notes it says, First Order Sith Trooper. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's not the right name. You've made it wrong. Well, they put <laughs> it in. They quoted it. I quoted it. I quoted this. On the update notes, it actually says First Order Sith Trooper. This is me putting it in quotes to say, why in the hell was that on there? Hmm. I just nitpicky. I'm just saying, it's your character and you name it wrong. So I'll nitpick about other stuff. I'll let you handle this sort of stuff because this. Nice backhanded way of calling me. uh... Never mind. Anyways, no, Radis Fleet Event I, I, is no, right now. No, I'm just super bitter about something I'm going to rant about later. Uh, Radis Fleet Event right now, 13th. Yay. Um, it could have been two days from now. It wouldn't have mattered. I can't do it. <laughs> so, whatever. All righty. Um, all right. Um why don't you tell everybody about our good friends? If you're a long-time listener, you know what that sound means. It means we're going to tell you about our good friends at Blue Microphones. While I ch- try to do it quickly so my ears don't bleed. There we go. All right. So, <laughs> we are sponsored by... that's These headphones are so good that it just... <laughs> The sound is so good that it's just piercing into my eardrums. I but keep the- forgetting I need to turn the volume on that one down. <laughs> Every time that one hits, I'm like, all right, go quick. Yeah. Anyways, Blue Microphones, sponsor the show. We really appreciate them. We use their microphones and headphones for this show for all time. And you know what? I feel like I should mention that the, the sound issues today are a... Uh, is The fact that you can even tell... The difference is uh, is a is a tribute to how good these things can be. I obviously whatever's going on is something that I've done on my computer or whatever. I don't hear it. You guys hear it. I'm hoping that it's not a problem for the regular podcast, but for the live stream, I'm sorry. I have screwed something up myself. But I will say, you know when it's crisp. You know when it sounds good, and that's the way these things always sound for us, except for today, obviously. <laughs> but 
Go check out Blue Des- or Blue Microphone's website. Go check out their products. If you are getting into the, any type of content creation or just gaming in general, you need headphones, you need microphones. They have a ton of different types for all different levels from, you know, the Yeti Nano all the way up to the Sparks and everything else that you got. Go check them out. They are, have great products, and we really appreciate them sponsoring us. So. Cool. Yep, yep, um, yep. Real quick, forgot to mention, should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show, just because it came up in chat, so I wanted to go ahead and cover it now. Um, we're obviously streaming Thursday this week, and then next week, for episode 185, we will have to stream on Thursday also, because I am going on a road trip that Friday morning to Indianapolis, and we'll be there that weekend, so I will not be able to podcast that Friday night. So, And surprise, because I haven't t- told you yet, I have a... Uh, personal thing going on on the 28th and i will not be i will be incapacitated to podcast on the 28th so we'll have to do the 27th which is another thursday fourth so for the next two thursdays oh we'll be doing podcasts all right so we so. are a thir- thursday podcast for the month of november we were just trying something february, for february i don't know why wing thinks it's november but hey that's what you did a couple weeks ago yeah well, i probably was all right, cool. I, goldfish, I don't remember that. <laughs> that is certainly <laughs> true. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to this. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> all right, so I want to get into here a little bit. Wait, maybe I hope I'm not skipping forward here. Uh, am I? No. Okay, we're right where we need to be. Um, Galactic Legends. We're gonna go over Galactic Legends and the information we got this week on those Yay. for a little bit. Yeah, I know you're super stoked. Uh, but basically, I'm gonna start with this post. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's kind of what a visual representation that we've seen before. They brought it back, and now it's really easy to find because the post is new, and it's labeled Mastery. So you can go into that post anytime from now on forever and find this table. But basically, it was listing uh, the Mastery stats for the different roles. Uh, so like attacker, a strength attacker, or agility attacker, whatever. Ah. And uh, basically, it goes over what the Mastery stat is for people that have forgotten mm-hmm. since Relics were introduced. Uh, the only reason I bring it up as opposed to be interested in looking at is because they put an example in here. And I'm kind of curious if we can glean anything out of that for the galactic legend stuff that's coming up. Okay. Um, so they put here for example, although health is on this list and can be negative manipulated through mastery, this manipulation can't directly defeat a character by reducing their health below. Okay. The example, I skipped the first sentence of the example, so let me start over. Mastery can be manipulated negatively, in which case it negatively impacts the character's associated stats if possible. For example, although health is on the list and can be negatively manipulated through mastery, this manipulation can't directly defeat a character by reducing their health below one. Interesting example. The idea of bringing everyone's health to one. That's... Hmm. I don't know if they just picked a random thing out of a hat, but I thought that was interesting. Now, the other interesting part is there's only three archetypes that use get health from relics. 
mastery stat, and that is uh, agility tanks, strength healers, and agility healers. So, but interesting example, I think. I'm curious uh, if we'll find later that that was some kind of hint that they were not, that we didn't even see under our noses. Well, I mean, this kind of opens the door to a lot of things, honestly, as far as, um, you know, if you're manipulating mastery stats, kind of kind of implying that you can go in the negative direction, too, because at gear 13, you start at zero. So if you start counting backwards and start removing, you know, uh, crit avoidance or... Um, crit damage or offense or health or whatever, it's going to make a pretty considerable, pretty considerable difference. Imagine removing damage from attackers to the point where they're hitting like a noodle. Sophie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, if you remove like, say, if they had something where you removed like, uh, I I don't know. Let let me think. Let let me go look at my Kylo Ren. Um. So his strength attacker mastery stat is currently plus 25 because he is now relic 5. Um, just did that about 5 minutes ago. Um, so he gets plus 7.5% accuracy, plus 650 damage, plus 50 armor and resistance penetration. So if they had some sort of stat that would push that in the negative direction to say negative 25... Um, he would then be losing 1,300 damage on his base number. Um, The one question I do have is, will this change happen before the modifications to mods are made? If this is something that is happening in-game, or if this could be something where um, it just happens right off the top, like you go into a battle, say... Use Galactic Legend Kylo and resistance enemies have negative 25 mastery stat or something. Um, so, like, right off the bat, they lose that damage or health or whatever. And that will. And then the mods are applied. And then the mods are applied. So you're at a considerable disadvantage compared to what yeah, you that would, would be, be pretty at the beginning. Huge. You know, they, there are a lot of routes they could go, but. Um, you know, like on this Kylo example, if they were to go to a negative mastery stat, um, say negative 25, just going the same direction, just the opposite direction, um, not only would he lose the 7.5% accuracy he's gained, but he would then have negative 7.5% accuracy, which would mean the enemies, or you, I guess, as the one inflicting the negative mastery stats, would then have 7.5% crit avoidance. Or, sorry, evasion. Not crit avoidance, evasion. Um, So there's a lot of ways this could really affect things if they start going into negative mastery stats, Um, which is definitely the impression I got from this mastery post, is that that is something that is on the table. But as we know... we're going to see both, honestly. Because they didn't say... uh... They didn't say hurt mastery or anything. They didn't use a negative word, right? They didn't use anything with a negative connotation. They just manipulate. So I feel like we're gonna see, we're gonna see a way for you to 
maybe bump up your team's mastery stats or maybe one of the legends adds to your team's mastery or the other one and the other one takes away from the other team or something to that effect but it, they, the word they use is the ability to manipulate the mastery stat which to me means we are probably going to see it going both ways yes and um you know uh well yeah that's they said um quote Mastery can also be manipulated negatively, in which case it negatively impacts the character's associated stats if possible. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty nasty stuff. Um, I am very curious to see how this goes. And this would also apply to Gear 12 characters. Um, Gear 12 characters still have a mastery stat of zero. Um, and if you start going in the negative direction you know all that stuff would still still apply so for example my captain phasma has zero mastery it's gear 12 but her mastery is defense penetration accuracy and health steal so taking that in a negative direction would negatively affect those three stats um even though she's still at gear 12 so um that is something to keep in mind this could i mean Mastery stat manipulation could almost completely neuter non-gear 13 characters in a way. If it's... Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've seen a lot of people uh, complaining about is the fact that like, hey, you just introduced relics and now you're going to introduce these characters that make those relics, you know, questionable. But, but you need the relics to get these characters, so... Don't forget. And you also need, and it's only two characters, and you're not going to fight them on every battle. Oh, just to be clear, think about this. Um, If you think for a single second that you will not need Relic 7, Commander Luke Skywalker, Farm Boy Luke Skywalker, Han, Chewie, Old Ben, R2-D2, C-3PO, Leia, um, I could probably go all day. They're going to eventually Luke. come out with Je- Jedi Luke. And if you think this is bad, that's going to be hell. Oh, man. Maybe I'll just start farming for them now. That's that's <laughs> actually probably a really, really good idea. Actually, yeah. Like, I'm the only guy with the farm boy Luke at Relic 7. You might laugh now, but you won't be laughing eventually. <laughs> that, that is true. It's not, I have gear 12 Ewoks before they even announced C-3PO, all right? That's true, you did. You they did. worked out really well for me. I still enjoy my Ewoks. I, I'm serious, through this Grand Arena, I think my Ewoks have had more defense than any other team I've set on defense. It's freaking insane how many people the, underestimate uh, them. It's crazy. But have you gone on to... Well, obviously this Grand Arena is going to go to Swagaga in uh, like a few days. I want You should go back and look and see how many of them were trying to nest your Ewoks. With your Ewok Scout in there, I've seen I've seen people use um, Nest and Malak and beat them. Um, but yeah, the uh, the losses I that am is a, curious about. That is rough. That's too. I okay. So I recently if you're used using Malak against my Ewoks, I with win Nest, that exchange. Like, like well, but yeah, but well, that's oh god. 
Oh, hey. That's a uh, that's a frosty beer there. Man, I just cracked open this uh this New England breakfast ale. Whoop! Oh. I would love it's to show good. you my desk right now after cracking another one open. So good. I'm going to get a here in a second. But what I'm saying is if they're using Nest and Malik on the same team to defeat your Ewoks, that is absolute <laughs> win no matter if you lose. Like, okay. Um, here's what my last opponent tried to use versus my Ewoks. Bays, Chariot, and Wampa. Let's just say that did not go well. So, I- I'm pretty happy with that. That's... I will take that all day, every day. No doubt about it. I I didn't realize uh, the Grand Arena history posted so quickly. That's already up? It is. Nice. Hmm. Oh, man. He first ordered my Night Sisters. I don't like that. First order with what? Oh, that takes everything. He lost what, but... Hmm. Interesting. That's Very interesting. Things. Gonna have to change some stuff up. Um, all right. So back to these uh, Galactic Legends. Sorry, we get uh, we get sidetracked easily. Sidetracked. Um, so they released the Phase Two requirements. This is the second level of the quest, and what do you know? Big freaking surprise. Galactic Legend Ray now requires Ray Scavenger Relic Seven. Resistance Pilot Relic 3. Poe Dameron. This is the... Uh, the, new, yeah. the old Poe. The, the old Poe. Po. Correct. Um, at Relic 5. And then for Galactic Legend Kylo Ren, it requires Kylo Ren at Relic 7. Phasma Relic 5 and First Order Executioner Relic 5, which is obviously why I've been relicking them up. But... Okay, what well, first before we get into that because that's going to take a while. Um, isn't it weird that Resistance Pilot they're only requiring Relic Three, um, Phasma and Executioner Relic Five, but they just pick Resistance Pilot be Relic Three just seems. Imagine random. a world where we didn't need relics on certain characters. This is a world that we were told about. I imagine that Resistance Pilot was one of those characters. And the third all right, one. you started it. Let's do it. Um, important. Did you, did you no. go over Kylo Ren's ones? Yeah. I didn't hear those. Yeah, okay. I did. Then yeah. no. Then let's go into it. All right. I quote: We mentioned in update notes on Galactic Legends that the requirements will vary, and not all characters will require relics. After doing an internal review, we have decided to change. The overall requirements so that all characters will require relics. None of the announced character requirements are changing. <laughs> I feel like Han Solo, or not Han Solo, Lando, you know, whenever uh, they're on Bespin and he's like, this still keeps getting worse all the time. It's, it's, Pray I don't alter it further. So, what, why in the living hell? Do they come out and go out? Just to be clear, every person in the Swagar community, every damn person was expecting that every character would require relics. That was our base expectation for this event. (laughs) That is what we were all thinking. 
So, what does CG do? They come out and they state specifically that they would not all require relics. They come out and do something that was below the expectations of the community, makes the community happy, and then... Yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> it's just... Well, why why the... Dope. Come out and even say it to begin with. Seriously. Why? What, what was the freaking point? There's no freaking need to come out and state that you're not going to make everyone require relics. I, look, people are pissy about the requirements and how expensive it's going to be to get these Galactic Legend characters. I don't care. I'm fine with the way they're doing that. I don't really give a damn. What I am pissed about is the fact that they went so far out of their freaking way to say that relics aren't going to be a requirement on all characters and then effing turn around and change their minds. What You know what you should have done? You know what you should have done? You should have just let <laughs> one of the characters stay at gear 12. Yeah, that's it. One. What, literally one, one. That's all it would have taken. One piss at character and we would have been, well, that was a little misleading. But, I mean, that's fine. That You know, they didn't lie. You kept your word. You didn't fucking turn around and change your mind. Just, it's unfreaking believable. It, it's not unbelievable. It should be unbelievable. This is just... This seriously chaps my ass. I just, I, no. I don't. Uh. No, I, I. It's almost one of those situations where you just can't believe that this would happen. Like, it's like, what's a good way to put it? It's like telling someone something they want to hear so that they're like, they're, it's like your enemy making amends with you just so and you let turn down around your guard and kicking you in the nuts. So that when you turn your back, they can slam you in the back of the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. Like it's, it'll be much easier to take this person out if he's unaware, if we make him think we're his friend. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's. I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's just, it's crazy to me that you would burn this bridge. When, just like you said, all it would have taken was just leave one at gear 12. One out of all of them. If you were thinking of doing four, let's say they thought were four or three, they were going to leave at gear 12. Even if they put two of those at relic three and left one at gear 12 and said nothing, no one would have ever known, no one would ever be mad, and there would be no problem. But then you go out of your way to tell everyone there's no, that some characters might aren't going to require relics. And then you go, you know what? We lied. We decided on internal budget review that uh, we would rather you spend on relics. So. It's so stupid. I, I, I don't Here, know. Here's uh. the only bright side. And this is my personal opinion. And it's not a bright side. I Most things when they post requirements, that's, that's like the minimum. And then more than likely, it's below the minimum. So with this event, I'm thinking that these requirements on some... If you put 12 on something as a requirement... It probably wasn't going to be enough. So in my opinion, regardless of what the requirement is, you're probably going to need more than that on some of these characters anyway. But still, it's just, it's it's the, the idea of it to me. I feel like 
I hope you don't need resistance pilot higher than relic three. Maybe maybe it's not the re- the requirement anymore, but the recommended is relic three. But they're using it as a requirement because if the recommend if the required was gear twelve before, but the recommended was relic three because that's what you absolutely need to beat it. Well, now you're already at the recommended, but. You know what I'm saying? It, that doesn't yeah. feel that way. It doesn't feel good. It's not fun. That's just not the way you would should treat your customers. It's just, yeah. it's so stupid. It's, and the thing that, like I said, to be very clear, the thing that irritates me is the fact that they went out of their way to specifically say that. Just don't say anything. No one would have known. Nobody would have cared. It just, but now, just look ridiculous. I just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm going for one, but I'm not going out of my way. I'm going to play my game like I normally do, and I'm going to be working towards one currently. But if something comes along that I like more and I have more fun doing, that's what I'm doing. Because this is going to be around forever. It's all persistent. It's not a time-based thing. I will get to it when I get to it. Why did I go with Watt over Relict characters for these Galactic Legends? Because Watt can be used everywhere, and I enjoy using Watt. Yep. Do I want to get... Will I pivot to Jedi if they get reworked? Probably. Because I like Jedi, and I've always wanted them to be good. So will I play with the Jedi over continuing to work on Relics for certain characters that I don't care about? Probably. Because I'll get there eventually. I don't know. So... I'm and, in the, I, at the I'm at the point of the game, and this is just to go off this important note and people being mad and some of the things being said in chat about certain community members leaving, possibly because of this. I'm playing the game for fun. If I'm not having fun, I'm going to leave. And it's not fun to me lately the way that the game is with no content and then me being forced into things all the time. So I'm going to play with an eye on Territory Wars and Galactic and or territory wars and GAC and territory battles until there's different content in the game. I'm going to play for fun. That's all I'm saying. I I cannot focus on this so much that I get so wrapped up in stupid things like this that I want to quit the game. And and you know, what's funny. I am. I I swear to God, I'm going to be on the opposite side of the bridge from every other person about what I'm about to say. But the requirements, I don't, I'm fine with it. I, I don't know how many times I've... If you've been listening to the show very long, you've heard me say this. I don't know how many times. But they, I've personally been wanting some sort of long-term event. Some sort of difficult character to get like Vader was when this game came out. When this game came out, it was hard as hell to get Darth Vader. They need something like that in this game in my opinion and this kind of does that and i'm i'm okay with it um i'm still chasing it i'm only going after one of these characters the other one i'm not gonna get anytime soon and i'm okay with that i i feel like here lately there's been so much especially from i guess just I guess everyone in the community, you kind of get to a point where you expect to be able to get that next character super soon, and I'm perfectly fine with that not being the case. Like you said, I play the game because I enjoy the game, it's fun, 
I enjoy doing this podcast. I like chatting with you every week and chatting with the community. It's a ton of fun. Um, and the game is a ton of fun. I like I, I like playing Grand Arena. I like territory battles. I like modding. And most of all, I like Star Wars. And, you know, none of this really sours Star Wars for me. Um, this is the best Star Wars game out there as far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to still be playing it. Um, I don't know, man. Fallen Order is pretty good. Okay, yeah, but it has like a limited play, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah, I'm with you, oh I'm my with you. god, it's it, it's so good. It is so good. And yeah. I played the whole thing using my Astro A50s. Woo! Yeah. Oh, dude. Surround sound. Love it. It's those things are insane. Um Yeah, it's but it's... I like, like I, I said, said, remember when I was on vacation in in, in Florida? That's yes. when GAS was announced and came uh-huh. out like within days of each other. And there, I came to the point where I'm like, you know what? Why am I, why am I, you know, stressing myself out for, over this on vacation, especially for something that I'm going to have to spend a bunch of money on and hope that I can still get it. I'm like, you know what? I'll just wait till the next one and I will be fine with that. And guess what? I was fine with it. Is that that's the same for these these rays? I feel like it's the same way that you had with Malik, right? You're like I didn't get Malik. Yep. So I just played the Maya way for fun, and you know what? At that point, I remember you talking about it. You wanted to, like, you were in the mind space of you know maybe I should quit, but then mm-hmm. you're like you know what? I'm gonna play my way and I'm having fun my way. I brought the fun back to the game. So I, don't get I too wrapped think- up in this. Don't get too I, wrapped up. Had I got Malik, I seriously think I might have already quit playing this game. Not getting Malik made this game so much more fun. Um, and I'm not sure why. It's Because it was I, more like, I'm going to beat you despite the thing that you got. Yeah, it's, it's the challenge and trying to find a way to get past the obstacle and... Like, like that's the fun part, you know? So, mm-hmm. if you're borderline, relax. It's just a game. Enjoy it. And just remember, um, I, I like how I'm the guy telling other people to relax after me just ranting about how freaking <laughs> stupid as hell that original post was. But, um, you know, just enjoy the game. Have fun with it. Um. Honestly, just I don't really know what else to say. Um, so now that I've talked about playing your my own way, let's talk about Galactic Legends and how I'm playing their way. <laughs> so, have you decided for sure one way or the other which one you're going to go with and what your plan is for Galactic Legends? So, at different points in the show, I've mentioned my Kylo shuttle is 50, is 25 out of 100. My okay. raised Millennium Falcon is not even unlocked. That's bad. So, um, I realize. Are you gonna? Uh, the other point to the other part is, uh, Holdo is like sixty out of eighty-five, and okay. Ray or Rose is like ten out of a hundred. So there's three characters already that I'm farming mm-hmm. like a madman. If I wanted to do Ray first, the only thing that I need to farm for first order is the two new characters 
and the last 75 shards for the shuttle. And even if, and then sure, two hard nodes on the dark side, two hard nodes on the light side. But eventually I'm going to have four night, four hard nodes on the light side, most likely with the other two new characters dropped down. So then there's four characters I still got to get on the Ray side and only three on the Kylo side. So I have decided to go with the Kylo side just to, but here's the great thing about having an alt. Like, here's the question though. Okay. Have you considered just hoarding until you see the requirements for the finalizer? Because something may come out and you might be further away on Kylo than, than than Ray. Yeah. I feel like the only thing that could really hurt me is a Sith, B twenty eight and the Palpatine or in the Palpatine shuttle. Yeah, those are the only okay. two. But even then, that it makes You'd still the, be closer. Yeah, it makes it. May, I think I'd still do, be closer, and it would make it almost even. Okay. But, do you, do you have any of these main characters gear thirteen yet? I mean, I it, the requirements that we know for sure, you don't have any of them gear thirteen yet. No, like I've always said, my first order is not great, but I realize that there's an <laughs> the amount of gear 12s I have in first order is one less than resistance. So I have Kylo Ren unmasked. I'm working on his gear 13 finisher right now. And Fox is gear 12 with uh, no pieces. Okay. And then let's see. First order officer's gear 11. Needs one piece. First order TIE fighter pilot is gear 11. Needs two pieces. And Phasma is gear 10 and needs two pieces. Kylo Ren is the worst off. Kylo Ren is gear nine, has been forever. That's going to be fun. But that was my second Zeta, and you have him gear nine. I never once worked on him because <laughs> back then he needs a lot of. Uh, let me just throw this out there too. So he was so much fun. We're we're rolling on the track, and I'm going to take us off it again. But okay, I do. I off tracked myself. No. <laughs> what was I going to say? <laughs> Oh, Carbontes. I have like 700 Carbontes. Are you I have like high- 350. Yeah, dude. What the hell happened? Like, yeah. suddenly Carbontes are not. How come Carbontes are in a good place, but stun cuffs and stun guns still aren't? Man, stun guns are brutal. Like, those two still suck. Yeah, like, they so do. So bad. At least stun cuffs. You can buy a lot in the guild store. Uh, they're on there a lot and they have two spots you can get a five and a ten so those come up a lot but the spots for stun guns is just still so sparse and stupid you know like even if we don't get the updated challenge soon if they were to uh, add stun guns into the guild store the same place that cuffs were and just alternate between the two that would instantly bring down the shortage on those pieces yeah but the only place you can get stun guns is in the shard store and the get one store as far as i know and i'm not using get one and i'll use the shard store that's it so your only one option is hoping that it shows up in the shard store which it never seems to do super i damn sure buy them every time they pop up though oh yeah Um, like mine the purple and gold pieces, they're four for 180. I buy, you know, if I have less than 150 of one, I buy them every single time they pop up. Um, stun cuffs, stun guns, 
Uh, that stuff I buy every single time it pops up, no questions asked. And Chicken Bottom says, because Challenge Carbontes build without farming. That they do. That's true. But That's true. for the longest time, they were also needed almost as often as the other things. We desperately need But they don't need Carbontes for Gear 12 pieces, but somehow you n- need guns and cuffs. And I think that's the biggest reason. Yeah. Just something to throw out there that I was thinking about earlier. Wouldn't it be amazing yeah. if if you once they make this gear thing for sal, for uh, signal data where you can, you know, the gear list where you can go in and see what gear you have. If in that you could earmark pieces of gear that would every time there was a refresh would send a message to your message uh your message thing on the left side that says, hey, this is in this store. Do you want to buy it? And you could buy it right out of your messages. I like it. That way you're not like missing it in certain stores. I know you can do that if you go into a character, pick the gear, and then you go find and it'll show it in there. But it would be really awesome if you could just be like, these are the gears I need. Log in at the refresh, check your messages, see, oh, I can get... 10 of those that I needed, 5 of these that I needed, and this and this. And then make refreshes so much easier. That is so true. Sorry, just random random thought. Anyways. Yep. I put out... Why don't we go... We, we got a sounder for this. We haven't heard it in a while, and I really want to hear it. Um. <laughs> Can you find it? Oh, there it is. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. All right, so I put out a podcast poll this week. I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about what's got everyone so heated. Um, Yeah, so 130 responses. Thanks to everyone out there. I know we do these sporadically now. But uh, for everyone out there that was able to complete this, we appreciate that. 130, that's a a pretty good number. Uh, I think in our heyday, we were getting close to 200. So to pull out out 130 of you guys getting in on this for us on random days, we appreciate that. So out of 130 responses, we got four different sections here. One deals with Radis, one deals with Galactic Legend Ray, one deals with Galactic Legend Kylo, and the other deals with uh, basically... How are you feeling? The heat index, I called it. Uh, Radis, we'll start here. How prepared are you to do the event and unlock the ship and its replayable event? So to unlock the replayable event, you have to have all the ships at 7 star. So this question is basically, do you have all the ships at 7 star? I think we talked about this. You do, right? No, I am short on Ray's Falcon. Five star. Oh, that's right. You were working on Race Falcon. So, uh, yeah. Uh, 32%. The overwhelming amount of people are ready for this. I did not see that coming. But uh, I'm not surprised. There are a lot of people that really like ships. Ray's Millennium Falcon was really good at one point before Ships 2.0 came out. And I believe it was farmable on hard nodes at that time. Uh, but I wasn't farming it on my main account. I had it on my alt, and I was using it, and I loved it. And then they, you know, completely neutered it, and I was sad. But 
32% said I have all ships at seven. And so that's crazy. I did not expect that high of a percentage. Right? I guess that shouldn't be surprised. But I'm actually, I'm actually kind of surprised at the second place one. Because you and I fall into the fourth place out of the four, right? I have all yep. but one ship at seven stars. That's where yep. we're sitting. I have everything 21%. but one. Yep. So 21%. But the second highest number was 20, 25% of people said I'm pretty far off from being ready for this capital ship. Meaning more than three ships are not at seven stars. Yeah. And then right in the middle at, uh, you know, 21 and... or. 22%. I have all but two ships. I'm guessing Ebon Hawk and Millennium Falcon. Those are the two hardest ones, I think. If you haven't Probably. farmed Houndstooth at this point, I mean, that should be one of your main farms for ships if it, you're a new player. If you don't have Houndstooth, I don't feel bad for you. That That's the that's the only one that I will not feel bad for you at all because you should have it at 7-star. Everybody yeah. should farm that immediately for every fleet. It, it is the second everything. best ship in the game, obviously. Um, it, it's great. What's first? Hans Falcon. I mean, we've been height. over this. <laughs> I think the best um, ship's Malevolence. That's all I'm saying. Uh, he would. Um, all right. Do you agree with using random ships to unlock a resistance capital ship? I'm actually super surprised at the top answer here. 31.5% of people said yes. But their choices are pretty obviously made on low quality, low ownership ships. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm actually surprised that Burn It Down wasn't uh, wasn't first place. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But uh, yeah, that, that was kind of surprising. But I, I, I kind of put Burn It Down and this one as a similar experience as far as and even if you put burn it down into this one i feel like a lot of people are like yeah it makes sense because there's only three resistance ships um they were gonna need more um but they definitely picked picked a few that people had at low numbers i know a lot of people that do not have ebonock yeah so i for one have all the cantinas done every time something drops in the cantina a new thing i farm it immediately get it up and then i go right back to signal data so knowing that ebon hawk was cantina i knew that i had it but yeah a lot of people were that this the one i actually picked for this was the uh second highest answer i don't know where you were but the second highest answer 24 percent, was no it should require the resistance ships at seven star and any other ships at seven stars that's the way I feel um, about it. It's a resistance ship. At least require the resistance. And it's not a legendary event. They didn't call it that. So I don't know why you're requiring certain yeah. certain ships. I I think I selected, yes, they needed other ships to fill the event, which was the bottom place one. Um, no, no, because I don't agree with using random ships. That's not why I put. I put the 23% one. No, but they needed other ships to fill out the the event, um, mm-hmm. which is true. I mean, we knew this wasn't going to be enough ships to fill the event. They weren't going to do a crossover of Resistance and First Order because obvious reasons. So they basically just had to pick stuff. And why not pick stuff that's not required for anything else? I mean, they didn't pick any bounty hunter ships, obviously, because it's already required for Hans Falcon. Um, 
So I'm not terribly surprised. And like you said, the Emperor Shuttle's absolutely probably going to be a freaking requirement. And I'm going to be... I'm going to be pissed about it. I'm going to be super pissed. Uh, <laughs> I am too. I, should, I just know I, it's coming. You know, you know what? what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start farming it tomorrow. I'm... Yeah, it's on my list. I'm already doing it. But the... No, talking it through tonight will make me less surprised and less mad if it is there. At least now yeah. I'm ready for it. Now that I've thought it through. So. That's uh, fair. Now we'll move on to Galactic Legend Ray. This one is surprising because I'm on the opposite side of it. Are you okay with having a Relic 7 Scavenger Ray on your roster? 65% of people said no, they are not. I think a I think a Relic Seven Scavenger Ray is going to murder things. She should be pretty nasty. I mean, they're... nasty, nasty Ray coming at you with a Relic Seven, and I'm totally okay with yep. that because I I've always loved that character. Relic Seven's only going to make her better. She's fallen off a little bit in a lot of places, but that triple tap the. Uh, all her moves, man. She well, is going she's, to be nasty at Relic. Seven. She's always been great with RJT too because of that triple tap and the fact that she she expose, gives expose. Uh yeah, expose like crazy and so her mastery stats also are crit chance, crit damage and damage. So I mean, more crit <laughs> damage, more crit chance, I mean she she's going to absolutely smash it, Relic Seven. I think she's going to be pretty awesome. I uh, I mean I would I wouldn't mind having a Relic Seven Scavenger Ray. I'm just not going to do it for fun. That's the problem. Okay, let's um, let's pretend that everyone's going to have only one Relic Seven. We've already eliminated six characters from the Resistance. What are left that you'd be okay with Relic Seven? Ooh, ooh, this is it. Okay, I want to do this for First Order and Resistance. Um, right. we'll, do resi- we'll do First Order when we get to Kylo. The other Resistance character, I think is so obvious, has to be BB-8. What does he... What is the major benefits for BB-8 at Relic 7? Survivability. He accuracy. He- Crit avoidance, Crit avoidance and, he and gains damage. damage for some reason. Well, he actually does pretty good damage. Um, if you do a damage attack with him. Well, I mean, I guess you call him in with RJT, but you're probably yeah, not going to be using him with RJT anymore. But he also counters. I mean, he does, he does, he does, do does a counter. lot. He's BB-8's a beast. Like, I, I would have no issue relic seving, uh relic putting I don't know how I don't know how to phrase that. Uh, Relic 7 on BB-8 just does sound super awesome, as often as he attacks. Absolutely, yeah, please. If you're looking at what's left, you got Amelin Holdo, Rose. Yep. I don't, I, I, people would be okay with Relic 7 Holdo now that we have the Raddus, because it just makes your capital ship that much stronger. Uh, That's true. Rose, I'm almost positive people would riot. C-3PO. Uh, we'll that's see them another riot one. here in a week or two. They're gonna if people are gonna riot every week they come out with announcements. I'm just calling C- it. C three PO wouldn't surprise me either, just because for the most part, this is not a reason to take him to high relic levels. I mean yeah. he yeah, hides. He doesn't get hit. So um Well let's yeah. see. He gets 
Accuracy, crit avoidance, and damage. What does accuracy even do for him? He doesn't attack. It doesn't add potency. So, well, it just means damage. his defense is less likely to be evaded. Can that even happen? I thought that was mm-hmm. potency. Well, that's being resisted. I mean, you could you can still evade an attack. I mean, like if you're attacking like an old band lead, you know, like characters I think have a base one and a half percent evasion. So, yeah, it's it's possible. Yeah, Not I, likely, I, I I mean, I see I see C three PO because two out of the three of his mastery stats are worthless damage. <laughs> accuracy yeah all right so yeah, silly uh after that you've got r2d2 uh and that's it before the new characters so bb8 i think bb8 and holdo if you had two more those would be the two that i would hope uh i could see c3po i do not see rose rose i think of I- like resistance pilot where they're gonna be like she was gonna be gear 12 but now you got to do relic three so I don't think Holdo will be a requirement. Nah, not if the capital ship is actually a requirement in this event. Exactly. The, so you you'll need to have a fast capital ship in order to beat the event, which will require a gear thirteen Holdo, but it won't actually be a requirement. And I feel like the relic is the the shit capital ship is going to be the relic seven of phase four. Probably. A seven-star relic, a seven-star ship that requires you to refresh for thousands of crystals, seems like a fair enough relic seven for the last phase. Yep. All right. So going back to the poll, would you have? Would you rather the relic seven requirement been on Poe Dameron or Resistance Pilot? Seventy-two percent of people said no. So out of the three, what I get get from this is that. Most people just do not want a Relic 7 any of these characters. That's the gist of it. Um, if I had to pick they, between the three, it would either be Ray or Poe. Because Poe yep. is a tank, and get him more tanky, and then you're in a lot better situation. Basically, he is a no very, one said resistance pilot. He is a very squishy tank. So yeah. you almost need him at Relic 7 to be relevant as a tank. Yep, that so, is true. Poe is almost useless since Finn's nerf. Yeah, Poe's Poe's just yeah. I would I, I'd rather have Ray at the seven than Poe. Resistance pilot even being at R three. I I'm almost positive that one of the gear twelve requirements was going to be resistance pilot. Yeah, which leads into the next question: the fact that we speculated the resistance pilot may be left off the gearing list, and the ship just simply be required. Are you surprised to see resistance pilot in the second wave of requirements? And this was basically a 50 50 split. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, and then the final question here was Do you have any of these characters ready to go? Uh, Relic 3, Resistance Pilot, Relic 5, Poe, or Relic 7, Ray? There are three people that have each of them ready to go already. And then 128 people, 98.5% of people said they don't have any of them ready. I'd like to also throw this out there that one of the person that picked no that math doesn't add up yeah 128 people that's that's a lot of people not ready that's crazy yeah but I mean no one was thinking resistance pilot for sure that is true so all right this moves us on to Galactic Legend Kylo Ren 
are you okay? This this is super interesting. Are you okay with having a Relic 7 Kylo Ren on your roster? Two-thirds of people said, yes, this is the exact opposite, opposite. of the Scavenger Ray. Complete opposite of Scavenger Ray. Surprise, crazy. surprise, surprise. It's funny to me. I mean... I can't say I'm terribly surprised Kylo, because... Kylo Ray is annoying as it is. Remember how crappy he was before the rework? Remember when we were like, most disappointing yeah. characters in Swugga? Yeah, he was Kylo terrible. Kylo Ren was like our number one. I was freaking happened? all in on that rework. That rework yeah. was... Um, I got so well, much I remember, who was it? The two man, back in the day, the two-man galactic war, it was yeah. Kylo and Boba. Boba. Yeah. Yep. Classic. God. I wish so, I still had that video. That was so much fun. For the most part, Kylo Ren fits under crew almost every crew team 100%. you see. So I'm not surprised to see Relic 7 Kylo Ren there. Not to mention, he's just annoying to kill under crew. Um, but he has the stacking defense and then the stacking offense. So if you just keep smashing on him for forever and then he takes a turn, he will nuke you. Um, so he's got that. He is immune to oh, percent uh, damage effects, which is the I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, just expose health steal. You know, Malik just doesn't do squat to him. It, it's crazy. That's why I like um, almost loved having Scavenger Ray under RJT. If I fought a relic, uh, if I were fighting a relic, relic Kylo Ren, because she's just like screw your uh, exposes. I'm just going to hit you really, really hard. Yeah, that's 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 actually a really good point. Or Finn with a stacking damage now. It's funny too. You go to the next question; it's almost the exact opposite again. Would you rather yeah. Relic 7 requirement been on Captain Phasma or First Order Executioner? 60% of people would <laughs> rather that Relic 7 have been on First Order Executioner. Crazy, isn't it? Rather than Kylo Ren. Yep. And look at that sliver for Captain Phasma. Yeah. Two there people. a couple people. One and yeah. a half percent said they would rather Relic 7 Phasma. I'm going to say but- this. A lot of people are upset about the Phasma thing. I love Phasma. I've always loved Phasma. I'm okay with relicking her. Being forced to relic her kind of sucks, but I'm not going to be mad that I have a relic Phasma because you're going yeah. to have two First Order teams once this is all done. That's and true. She's going to be on it, on one That's of them. That's true. And you don't but, even know if the, she's going to be on the Galactic Legend one. But so here's being the mad question. that she's reliced. I don't know if that's going to work out so well because we don't even know if she's like the better person to have under the Galactic Legend. So I'm trying to figure out how to manage my First Order teams because currently there are enough to create perfectly two teams. And so I have five of them that are relict. That is Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren and Mass, First Order Stormtrooper, First Order Executioner, and First Order Officer. They're all at least relic five. And then I have Hux, Phasma, and First Order TIE Pilot at gear 12. So here's the question. How do I manage these teams? Um, crew, like, who do you move out of the, my typical crew lead, typically I use crew lead with First Order Stormtrooper, First Order Executioner, Kylo Ren, and First Order Officer. 
Who should I drop out of that team to move them elsewhere? Should I drop Crew just because he's annoying as hell and he's probably more difficult to manage in a standalone other team like Phasma Lead? Or should I drop like First Order Officer? Like, I don't really, I'm not really sure what to do there. I kind of think I dropped Kylo Ren, but I don't know. You know, I think it would be really fun is once we find out the kits of these characters building or theory crafting the two teams because each of them are going to be at two teams so exactly it'll be really fun to figure out what we think will be good and then to just play with or see it i won't be playing with anything galactic legend for a while but just to see what shakes out in the end you know what i mean yeah so it'll be interesting uh next question was we speculated captain phasma may be left off the gearing list and the ship be in the ship be required request said sorry that question was copied and pasted from the last one basically the question was <laughs> we speculate captain phasma would be left off the gearing list are you surprised to see phasma in the second wave of requirements 66 percent of people said no but most people are mad that she's there so this kind of surprises me yeah it's like if you th- expected her to be there I don't know. You can still be mad about your expectations being met. Like, I expected CG to somehow piss me off for this relic situation. Even though they said they wouldn't, they didn't. Yeah, Obi-Cola in uh, chat, mad she's relic five. Okay, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of relic material. A lot of freaking hollow projectors to start getting them up jesus it's ridiculous <laughs> um all right do you have any of these characters ready to go uh relic seven kylo ren five people uh captain phasma relic five three people first or executioner relic five 12 people i'm one of those and then 117 people said none of them i'm with you nuns me i'm a nun Look at me, I'm a nun. Well, so I'm pretty (laughs) fortunate that I have enjoyed First Order as much as as I have for a while. Crew lead, I've been making bank off that thing for a while. I've always loved OG Kylo since those Galactic War days. First Order Executioner is an effing beast. Like, he just... He's amazing. I mean, I've had him sing at Relic 4 forever. I've always kind of been like, well, I'd kind of like to take him up, but I don't know. And this just kind of kind of forced me to go ahead and do it, which is... I don't mind. I, know you love I your, don't mind. I know you love your uh, First Order, just, so it yeah, makes sense. They're, they're pretty awesome. This is so much fun. All right, we got into the last section. I labeled it Relic Retraction. <laughs> heat I like index. this one here's the heat index we're bringing the heat how mad are you about the retraction of the no relic requirement from CG this is a 1 to 10 scale good night punk can you take a guess as to where I fell on this scale Any probably ideas? with the majority that's my guess <laughs> 22.3% of people said a 10 this is crazy you know, usually when you do these linear questions where you get to pick a number, uh, this breaks the mold because usually it's like eight, seven, eight, nine are the highest, and then tens just kind of falling right behind there. 
You're talking about people Two being thirds. mad. People are really mad about the relevance. Two thirds of the votes on this were seven through ten. Two thirds are that upset about a retraction of a comment that they weren't forced to make, that there was no need to make, that they chose to make, that they chose to shove their foot in their damn mouths for no freaking reason. Just total incompetence. (laughs) I like Obi Cola's chat. Since they broke that promise, could they try to put some tunes in the stores now? That's a good question. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I... uh, Yeah, I'm... If I were to put something on this, I would put nothing. If I could put a zero, I would. If zero meant I am not surprised and I'm not mad because this is just the way they work. I realize it's the way they work. I know, I know. I'm just saying, I think that since I'm not so solely focused on this or haven't been yet that it didn't really affect what I was doing at all. And I think I would have been more upset if I was more invested than I am as of yet. Well, see, and here's the deal. It's not the fact that I'm invested that I'm pissed. Like if, no, no, it's, it's, if it's, it was it's all a, relics, uh, it's, it's the reneging word. on the comment it's that like pisses me off. You're giving your word on it's something just, and then saying, Oh, well we, we changed your mind. Yeah. Like, if I tell you I'm going to do something and then I don't do it and you're upset with me, okay, you should be upset with me. I get it. It just, yeah. I don't know. No, man, I get you. I get you. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm in a place in the game right now where I'm just not letting anything get me mad. Maybe I'm just, maybe that means I don't care. I don't know, but. I'm I've in a tried place to be where in that place, but I'm not. I'm just like whatever. Yeah. So. Oh well. Alrighty. Well, um, we're not gonna do trivia this week. Uh, but this is pretty much the end of the show. But we yeah. still have a giveaway to do. I think that we'll, we're going to talk about the Radis next week. Uh, so come back for that. Uh, we'll see. We're, we're going to see how it performs in the arena for a week before we go over uh, our thoughts on it. But we'll give we'll got the kit preview next week along with our thoughts and what we've seen, whether we fought it or not, whether I can steamroll it with uh, malevolence like I do everything else. And uh, then we'll let you know how that goes. So. Uh, we'll go over that. Um, for everyone that's watched, listening to the podcast, this is where it's going to end. So thank you for listening. We appreciate all of you out there in uh, headphone land or playing in your car in traffic. Whatever you're doing, we appreciate that. Uh, what we're going to do now is in the show, uh, but we're going to keep the, pod, the uh, live stream going and we're going to announce the blue giveaways winner. But we're going to do that in such a way that we're going to read all these ultimates that people have given us for the galactic legends and then pick our favorite uh and go from there we might even pick my favorite and wink's favorite because we got a lot of giveaways to do so uh we'll see what happens but as for the podcast we want to thank you all for listening uh if you are a swaga player uh which i'm guessing every single one of you are if you've made it two hours into a podcast about swaga 
Go to our Discord, discord.me slash Shattered Order. We're on there all day long, every day, talking about this game, having a lot of fun. There are a lot of things we talk about in there, and just it's a really fun place to be. So go check it out. If you have any uh, feedback about the podcast, send it to the Shattered Order at gmail.com. That is our email. We check it all the time. Anything you guys send us there, we will read. And if we need to respond, we will respond. It all goes right to mine and Wink's phones, so we will see it. Um, That's so there true. you go. Um, anything else you have to say there, Wink? Um, uh, thank you to Melvin Brewing. This yes, Melvin, we appreciate you. This uh, this breakfast ale. Oh, I'm feeling the breakfast. I ale, love I'm just this saying. beer. It's pretty good, ain't it? <laughs> so that that uh. Uh, I may have one next week uh, when I'm not don't have to get up quite as early or whatever. But that two by four is supposed to be pretty stout. They say it's like <laughs> getting hit over the head by with by a two, two by four? four. Dude, I can't wait. Yeah, for that I'm having one of those next week. I can't wait. No, oh, that'll be go over well. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. All right, from no us kidding. to you. Thank you for listening. Hope you find a way to enjoy Swaga through all the madness. Uh, we are doing that, and we are enjoying it still. So you won't see us going anywhere for a long time. We appreciate you listening, and we will catch you next week. Later. Let's do this. All right, so if you don't know what's going on, we are doing a Blue Microphones giveaway. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Blue, for allowing us to do this for you guys. But uh, we put out a challenge to everyone to submit what they believe uh, a good Galactic Legend Ultimate would be. And we would let you guys know what we thought about it. Basically, it's... Uh, what we're going here with is, is it believable? Is it something we believe could come to the game? Is it so far out there that we do not see it happening? Uh, and basically, we're going to pick our favorite ones and which ones we think, as long as it's probable. You know, let's go with probable first, something that could happen. So let me find a way to get Discord up on the uh, the live stream here. Sounds good. Probably should have done this earlier, but, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Discord. That ain't it, Chief. All right, so we'll try this one. That one's not working either. So maybe we won't. And I'll just read them. All right. Uh, we're going to start right. off on our email because we have one in our email. Sounds we'll good. Start there. Let me bring that up. All right. This comes up to us from Francis. So first he has Rise of Ray. It uh, so obviously this is for Ray. Um but it's called Rise of Ray with a 10 turn cooldown. Resurrect all defeated light side allies and grant light side allies force heal and reflect buffs for one turn. Double to two turns for resistance allies. 
Then deal true damage to all enemies with a 50% chance to inflict shock and expose on each enemy. What is force heal, you ask? Force heal units with this buff are granted 150% of their max health in addition to the current health and cannot be damaged while they have this buff. He said it lasts for one turn earlier, so keep that in mind. And reflect is units with reflect will reflect any attack back on the attacking enemy Amplifying the damage by 50% if the unit is light side and 50% if the enemy is first order or Sith. Max total 100%. If the enemy is shocked, this attack is guaranteed crit. Okay. It's pretty good. The, hey, you know, the thing I really like about to that throw one in. shock and expose. Love it. True. It's, it is the. Adding two new buffs is interesting. I do. I don't think we've seen any characters that add have got two of their own unique buffs. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I think one's. I but mean, it is a Galactic Legend, so you go big or you go home. That right? is one hundred percent true. I do like that. That 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 one doesn't seem too far out there. Agreed. Um, the amount of health is massive, though. Units of this buff are granted 150% of their max health in addition to their current health. That's yeah. pretty huge. But yeah. it's only one turn. He said one turn. So, I mean, you're not going to have it forever uh, and cannot be damaged while they have this buff. I don't. Here's a, here's a question. Why do you need the health if you can't be damaged while you have the buff? Because the health's going to drop off when the buff drops off, and so is the damage immunity. I, I I assume that the health would stay there and you would have the damage immunity, and then once damage immunity goes away, you still have the health. I guess I was throwing while they have this buff onto both those things, but what you're saying makes sense, and that is still a massive buff. So, I mean, I guess if you can get this off, then I guess you're at 150%. Everyone's just really tanky at that point. Pretty cool. Interesting. Interesting. I do like that. It was a good contender there at the beginning. I like it. Thanks for the submission. Um, Yes, thank you, Francis. Uh, Moving on. You got this one. All right. Get that first one. Joker. Galactic Rays Ultimate. All the Jedi. Shock and stun all Sith enemies for one turn cannot be resisted. Any enemy that already has shock, stun, or ferocity is instantly defeated and cannot be revived. This is a nine-turn cooldown. A callback to the episode. Starts on cooldown, but cooldowns reduced by one for any special ability used by any, any Sith, First Order, Jedi, or Resistance. All right, I'm going to read it again in my head. Go ahead. Talk. <laughs> um, so I like this one quite a bit as well. Um, I think probably a little less likely due to the sh- instantly killing shock, stun, or ferocity characters, which would be awesome. I would love it. But what is um, ferocity? The buff from Darth Revan. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and, and the only other thing is, I I feel like nine would be a pretty short cooldown if the cooldown is reduced by one for special abilities being used by those factions of characters. 
Yeah, that that the the cooldown reduction part would make it go down way too quick, especially with a nine cooldown. You'd have yeah. to go with like nineteen if that were the case. And the other part to this, I feel like, doesn't really work. Is it's it's so it's so specific to Sith, and we know that these these characters are supposed to fit in with all types of teams. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because if you're only using this Galactic Legend against Sith, then it doesn't really fit what they've said about the character. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So. Why don't you read off uh, Apocalypse? Apocalypse. Galactic Legend Ray Ultimate. Inspiration. End of the movie when she reflects back. So this is the inspiration of the ability. End of the movie when she reflects back the lighting Lightning at Palp. Calling the ability cutscene. Ray summons a second lightsaber from an off screen and crosses them in front of her in same pose as the end of the movie. Ability. What? Ray inspires. I'm I think you're saying get... that there is like a cutscene when they use this ability, like a special animation for the ultimate where she does that. Uh, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. So the abilities Ray inspires all allies and doubles the damage of the next attack for everyone. The next attack from each enemy is reflected back on themselves. Ray inspires all allies and doubles the damage of the next attack. Also, they reflect the next attack from each enemy back on them. That's interesting. Yeah. I kind of like that. Because, um, I mean, that would cert- talk about changing the tide of a battle. That would certainly do it. Um, yeah. I, I, I like. And it's simple. That's the thing I love about it, is it's super simple. Yeah, it is. Which we've seen lately is not what they've been doing. That's true. Ma- so. Making something awesome that's simple would be amazing. Um, kind of like Chewy. Um, all right, Ipra Trench says, uh, Light of the Resistance is the ability name. Resistance allies have their ability cooldowns set to zero for the remainder of the encounter, and other light side allies have their cooldowns reduced by two. Sith and First Order enemies receive ability block for the rest of the encounter, which cannot be resisted, evaded, dispelled, and other dark side enemies have their cooldowns increased by two. This is this is pretty damn cool. I I so the thing I love about this one is just the total and complete cooldown manipulation, but more importantly, yeah. the ability block on the other team. I mean you they say that this is going to change the tide of battle. Um, permanent ability block on the opposing team would change the tide of battle. No two ways about it. This is... Yeah, I really like this one. I'm with you. It's... it's it's. Not only does it have fit the theme of the movie for Resistance versus First Order, but it also does a lot for everyone as far as the reduce the cooldowns by two instead of all the way to zero um i like this one. that one's good 
Good job, Trench. I like it. Uh, going on to Frostfire's Galactic Legend Kylo Ren Ultimate. Fire everything. More, more, more. Deal 200% of max health to one target. Damage is doubled if the target is a Jedi or Resistance character. If the character is not killed, dispel all buffs on that character and inflict the following irresistible debuffs. Buff immunity, daze, slow, and ability block. First order characters gain an advantage buff that does not expire and cannot be dispelled. Cooldown of 20. This ability who starts on cooldown and has its cooldown reduced by 1 whenever a first order resistance or Jedi character takes a turn. That's a lot of cooldowns you're going to get. That might make it so you, if you fought him, you didn't want to be as fast. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because so we've seen a lot of mechanics in this game so far where they do where, where they are trying to move away from speed being so important. I have found myself on a ton of characters just not caring nearly as much about speed. And it seems to be working incredibly well, actually. And so an ability that even moves further away from that would actually be really cool. I would have no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah, that's another good one, I think. I like that one. Yeah. Damn, you guys. They're bringing the brought, heat, guys. Bring no, the heat. Brought the sausage. <laughs> Come on, man. We're um, bringing that back, are we? <laughs> All right. Uh, Durhai <laughs> says this is uh, Galactic Legend Ray's ultimate. Rise of Light. Ray does damage to all dark side characters, enemy or ally, equal to 75% of their max health. Then Ray revives all light side allies and heals allies to 50% max health, double for resistance allies. I feel like that's pretty good. I think one thing that it would need, and I would not... Mark my words, this will be something in Galactic Legend Ray's kit. She will I... do percent max health damage that cannot be, like, affected. So, like, Crew or Kylo would be affected by that percent max health damage. I'm with you. The only thing I have to say about this is it feels like it's almost like would be what would be a normal ability for these characters. It doesn't feel ultimate okay. to me. Okay. It almost feels like, hey, this is my second special. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, Derhai also I like the ability. Suggested... I just don't feel very ultimate on it. Why don't you read Derhai's uh, Galactic Legend Kylo ultimate? All right. So he's got a Kylo ultimate as well. So that's where you are. Kylo grants himself all dark and all dark side allies advantage and crit damage up and 100% turn meter. And then Kylo dispels all buffs on all enemies and inflicts three exposes on each enemy, which can't be resisted or evaded. Kylo then takes a bonus turn and an extra bonus turn for each defeated ally. Now we're working with something more ultimate sounding to me. At least on that character. Yeah. I I really really like that one a lot. Um, uh, I think the hundred percent turn meter is a big one. Um, or giving everyone some sort of bonus turn, like maybe everyone gets a bonus turn after their next turn, something like that um, is. 
pretty pre- would be pretty gnarly. I like it. I feel like this is almost a reverse of Phasma's first special. <coughs> With more turn meter. Yeah. Because Phasma's first special gives a bunch of turn meter, gives everyone advantage, and this one basically almost does the opposite. Gives a bunch of turn meter and crit damage up, and then throws a bunch of exposes. So it's a, like a ramped up version of uh, Phasma's ability. Which one was it? It's a... Uh, Victory March. Yep. Yeah? I like it. I like that one. That one's good. All right. Drew suggests for Ray's ultimate, if Ray is the last one alive on her team, she sacrifices her health and protection to bring back all her allies. She has one health point and damage immunity for two turns. She gets bonus 100% offense. Her allies get full health and protection. Also, they get off they sorry also they get offense up until the end of the encounter for each enemy killed ray gets 20 percent health back and loses her damage immunity if before the end of two turns with damage immunity so basically if they kill enough people before she loses the damage immunity she'll lose it early so this might be my favorite so far. This is really cool, especially if the rest of her kit was General Anakin Skywalker-esque, in which it forced you to beat everyone else before it gets to her. And that's what it sounds like. It's very that General would be Anakin-esque. badass. Like that would be super I mean, awesome. In this case, you'd actually be able to actually accidentally misclick on her and do nothing. Yeah. General Anakin Skywalker, you can't even click on him and accidentally hit him. But if you could, if you're not paying attention and you got that damage immunity on her, now you're wasting turns. That, that one's pretty good. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. All right. What's next, the next up? One? Next up, you got Scop with Galactic Ray slash Kylo. Oh God. I don't think I've read this one, but I don't like where it starts. Detroit Lions Roar pre-release ability looks really good maybe the best ability you've seen in a long time but when released in gameplay this ability finds a way to give you hope of an amazing win till just at the end of battle you lose suddenly (laughs) zeta this ability makes you so you'll never be meta okay this one wins for me this is my favorite (laughs) yeah do you want anyone that makes fun of my lines (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness that's that's so funny here's the part that here's the part I know he's commiserating with me because Scup is from Michigan and he's a Lions fan too. <laughs> so I know nice. why he wrote that. Very nice. Because he knows exactly how I feel. Oh, that is good. That is uh, really, I wonder why really there were good. a bunch of uh, crying, laughing emojis on this one. Uh, yeah, it's pretty well funny. Well done, Scup. Well very, done. Very if funny. you don't win, you might as well get a sticker. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> If you, I'll give you a sticker at the very least. <laughs> all right, Galactic Ray. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna read the next one too. Go for I it. feel like I gotta redeem myself. That's fair. There. That's fair. Well, I, because because of course I was the one that read the line. <laughs> all right. Brizzle twenty two says Galactic Ray the Redeemer heal all allies for a hundred percent of Galactic Ray's max health. Increase all allies' mastery stat by two for the remainder of the encounter. For each ally with foresight, all allies gain 10% turn meter. 
In addition, allies gain 70% crit damage. While Galactic Ray is alive, all allies gain a new special ability. My life for yours. Revive a random fallen ally with 50% of Galactic Ray's current health and protection by draining it from a target ally. This ability can only be used once. There's a lot going on there. There's a whole lot going on there. Um, I love the... So, this is the first one that actually has uh, mastery stat manipulation in it, which I love because I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see that. Um, Adding 70% crit damage would be pretty nasty. That will definitely change the tide of a battle. Uh, It's pretty gnarly. And getting a new special ability once you use your ultimate, that I love. That is a fantastic idea. I like the idea. He was with me until the part where if you were to revive someone, you had to pick someone to take the health from. I think that part might be unnecessary because at that point, depending on how much they're beating up the Galactic Legend Ray, this might make focusing Galactic Legend Ray really important because you would want to take her down to the point where reviving people wasn't that big of a deal because they weren't going to do anything with that revival. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. That's a good... That's an interesting one. I agree. All right. Um, Wise old Darth Molly says, this is for Galactic Legend Kylo. Turn the tide. Kylo slowly and dramatically pulls a lightsaber from behind his back despite not having won moments before. All enemies are stunned for one turn. This cannot be resisted or dispelled. All allies gain offense up and 50% turn mirror as they are in awe of how badass of a move that was. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is that is actually really good. Um, I so hope that is the animation for his ultimate. That would be absolutely freaking fantastic. I want the shrug. The like, I don't know. Yep. I don't know if you've seen how like everyone's making a big deal of like. Yes, Kylo did the like the Han shrug yep. after he got the lightsaber, and it's pretty awesome. There was it, a whole it is. there was a whole Kylo challenge on Twitter where yep, people were that. trying to do the thing. Did you do they the were, challenge? I wish I did. But yeah, the ones I watched were amazing because yep. it's so funny to people see people try to do the shrug, and then usually the video cuts out right before they start swinging the lightsaber. The timing on these videos were great. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. Kylo Ray Ch- hashtag Kylo Ray Challenge. It's great. Yep, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Tesh. Let's go with Tesh's. All right, it's a Galactic Ray Ultimate. A lot of people go in Galactic Ray Ultimates. Yeah seems like all right i'm going for the believable here you know what we've read a lot here and i think a lot of them are believable. i totally agree they're really all of these have been really good i'm pretty impressed i i mean we haven't had one yet where it's just like that is so far out there that i could not believe i guess well that's not true there was one that was like that i know about the lions being bad well no I mean, the lines being bad is believable, but that being an ability, not believable. Just to be clear. Just to be clear. Ah, okay, okay. I got you. All good. Um, Tesh says, he didn't give a name. All right, so enemies have all stacking effects reset and all of their stats remain as they were at the beginning of the battle. 
pre-mods or after mods? That's interesting. After this ability is used, enemies cannot use... Jeez, excuse me. Sorry, folks. After this ability is used, enemies cannot use more than one attack per turn. Cannot remove max protection or health from raised allies. Also, after this ability is used, raised allies cannot be critically hit if they have a buff, are immune to percent health damage, and if their target ally has bonus protection, their their target ally, their effects, their attacks ignore protection. Any of raised enemies that are immune to percent health damage have permanent healing immunity for the rest of the battle and cannot take bonus turns. Who's immune to permanent healing or immune to percent health damage? That's only Ray or Kylo on the other side, right? Um, it's only dark side characters, actually. Yeah, I can't think of because Malik, Kylo's. I feel oh, like Malik. There's, one there's more. another one. No, could be wrong. There might not be one more. He said, did I cover all of them? My inspiration was the way CG has been making kits lately by pinpointing meta teams and hitting them with the precision cruise missile. I think I need more words, though. Yeah. (laughs) So the things that I really love about this one is the um, the addition of like ignoring protection and immune to percent health damage. Adding stuff like that that is so rare in this game as a buff for the ultimate just seems to make a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. could see that as well. I like it. Nice There's job, There's a lot Tesh. of things going on there. Good job, Tesh. Where's our trivia? All right. Uh, A. Lewis 12. <laughs> Kyle Ultimate. End of an era. Uh Enemy team gains anti-leadership ability. Kylo ended eras in each movie. Snoke, Luke, um, and also episode 9. He says, I don't know exactly how every interaction would work, but for Darth Revan teams, for example, they would lose speed when debuffed instead of gaining... And lose the 50% critical damage instead of gain when they fall below 50%. Or, sorry. And they lose 50% crit damage. And when they fall below 50% health, they get death marked instead of your leader. What do you, what do you think about that one? It's a lot to take in. I almost don't even know what was read. Um, Kylo ended eras in each of the movies. Snoke, Luke, around the. Yeah. So basically, reversing the leader abilities. I I feel like some of those might be kind of hard to do. Okay, but so I it's mean, basically he'd have like he'd have to have a like a hundred and thirty different leader abilities or ultimates because each one would have to counter to do the opposite of each leader that's in the game. Es- yeah, essentially, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. It would be it's really an interesting cool, though. thought. I like it. I, mean, I think we've talked about something similar, and especially in the like past. speed. Like say crew lead that oh, gains God, yeah. thirty speed. Django lead. You lose negative. You know, lose speed. So it'd be like a sixty speed swing. Um, something like that would be pretty gnarly, actually. 
I like yeah, it. That's, that's an interesting one. I like the idea of it. I don't know how well it would be implemented. Oh, oh, there would be bugs. There would be a lot of bugs to squash. That we know. All right, why don't you get this last one? All right, the last one we have is Obi-Cola, who's still here. Kylo Ultimate, Master of the Knights of Rin, cooldown of 20, death of the First Order ally. Death of a First Order ally reduces that cooldown by 5. Dispel all buffs on all enemies and inflict blind and stagger. All enemies' cooldowns are set to maximum, and any enemy mastery stat is reduced. Oh, we're getting into mastery manipulation here. Ooh. Mastery stat is reduced by 75% for the remainder of battle. Cannot be resisted. For each defeated First Order ally, summon a random Knight of Rin with 75% turn meter and advantage. Galactic Legend Kylo gains the Master of the Knights of Rin buff. Cannot be dispelled and cannot be copied. Master of the Knights of Rin. Galactic Legend Kylo gains 5% turn meter every time a character takes a turn. If an enemy attacks out of turn, Galactic Legend Kylo gains 10% turn meter, retribution, and advantage, and calls a random Knight of Rin to assist. Each of the Knights of Rin's each of the knights would have a specialties a la tank, attacker, support, healer, but they are summoned at random. That would be super cool. This, okay. That's I, I that's can't cool. see this happening in Swaga for one reason. That's the all the summon characters that they have implemented now can only go into that sixth slot. So defeating replacing a defeated ally with a knight of rin would take a new type of coding that they don't have right now unless they're implementing it for this galactic legend uh so as far as believe not believability but i love the idea but i don't see it being implemented but the best part about it is i i play a lot of marvel strike force now and in that game when you summon people they just show up in random spots between your other characters and so it's in that game and then some of the ones that summon random characters have like two or three different types they can summon and it's random which ones you get I love this idea in Swaga if you can get to the place where you are able to start filling summons into regular spots and not that sixth slot this would definitely be an ultimate that I could get on board with well and the thing I like about it is it's using a you'd mechanic have 10 people. that they're becoming more of a fan of. So we've had the turret and we've got the brute alpha, uh, brute, whatever it is. Uh, you know, having these sixth characters, it would be super cool to have like a knight of Ren come in that you had to kill before you could kill Kylo or something like that as part of their ultimate with like turn meter gain and all this other stuff. That's a really cool idea. I'm digging it. I, I like the ability overall. I mean, feasibility as far as it's going to take a lot of work for them to get that type of thing to done, but this is the type of character that you would do it for, right? So I really like this because then it be, your squad, no matter, as long as it was a full first order squad, would now be a squad of nine. Yep. Because you'd have to kill all the first order, then all the Knights of Ren, as well as Galactic Legend Kylo. Not to mention all the buffs that you're getting Anytime someone dies, the buffs that are being given to these Knights of Ren, uh, the only hard part, and then the part that makes it fair for other people would be the fact that it's RNG on which Knight of Ren you get. 
Yes. So you could get screwed or you could get end up really good. Yep. So I like, I that, like one. that one. I like that one a lot. Okay, we have a bonus. Um, Epoch Trench just got one in, so go ahead and read this one. This will be officially the last one. Galactic Legend Kylo, playing with daddy's gun. Kind of... What's the what's the uh, let's, details let's, on that one? Yeah, let's not go. The details. <laughs> Kylo pulls out a blaster and deals damage twice to each enemy, applying stun and daze for two turns, which cannot be evaded or resisted. If targets have less than 50% turn meter, deal 75% more damage. If targets have more than 50% turn meter, remove 35% turn meter. This is actually really cool because it is a play on Han Solo's uh, basic ability, obviously. Um, which is pretty awesome. And attacking, you know, attacking twice to each enemy. Um, I don't know how long the animation would take on this, but, you know, you would almost, unless they're about to go, you'd have at least one attack Um doing the 75% extra damage, you know, doing a ton of damage and it's pretty good. It's Does he shoot good. a gun in the, any of the movies? No, he doesn't. It's why I think it's probably unlikely, but the idea behind it really cool. The definition of it is awesome. Yes. Yeah. And the blaster makes the most sense because that type of animation would be quick enough, I think, to make sense. Not to mention the definite the name of it from what you're going with. If he, he went trying he, to hit every person twice with his lightsaber, that ability would take forever. But yeah, it he does. Where does he? Remind me because I, I don't not believe you, but I can't remember where it is. He shoots a blaster against the Knights of Rin? Trying to remember. I, I do not remember that part. I thought they surrounded him and then he got a lightsaber. I, well, now I, he needs to see Rise of Skywalker well, again. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind. When he first gets into the temple. Okay. Interesting. No, well, I think he does. He's like running around a corner or something and he's shooting back at them because he doesn't have a lightsaber. Okay. Alright, so then... The, that's where the I, inspiration comes from, then. Okay. Interesting. I I I do like it. Then I am I am on board. I um, just, okay. Let me just say right. this right now as we get into the end of this thing. Trench, in my opinion, you didn't need to add anything else into this competition to win it for me. I liked your other ultimate so much that was the one I would pick as the winner. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back and read it for you. That was right. the one, Light of the Resistance. Resistance allies have their ability cooldown set to zero for the remainder of the encounter. And other light side allies have their cooldowns reduced by two. Set them first order enemies or receive ability block for the rest of the encounter. Oh, yeah. Which cannot be resisted, evaded, dispelled. And other dark side enemies have their cooldowns increased by two. I feel like it's- this would create a lot of bugs... But that's up to them to figure out. I really like this ability. Um, there uh, we have. We can do two giveaways, yeah. Wink. So if you have another one, you can pick another one. Oh, 
Alright. Um Hmm. There was another one I really liked. I'm trying to figure out who it was. Ah. Okay. There were two other ones that I really liked, but just barely. I have to go with Drew's, which was Galactic Legend Ray Ultimate. If Ray is the last one alive on her team, she sacrifices her health and protection to bring back all of her allies. She has one health point and damage immunity for two turns. She gets bonus 100% offense. Her allies get full health and protection. Also, they get offense up till the end of the encounter for each enemy killed. Ray gets 20% health back and loses damage immunity if before the end of two turns uh, of damage immunity ends. I love that because it's kind of general Anakin Skywalker-ish, but more powerful um, with the revive and the buffs. I really like it a lot. Awesome. Well, I I, I feel like that one, at the very least, I would... I like it. I'm going to say this. This is my only counter to Drew. Drew, good okay. friend of the show. Don't kill everyone but Ray first. So you got to give her a lot of health, a lot of like defense, all those things. Make her a tank again like her other characters or like RJT, and then you're in a good place. But uh, there is a way around that one, I feel like. I, I Unless feel she like... has a taunt. And it, if it's like a persistent taunt that's on another ability, that would just make it insufferable. Yeah. No, that would be the opposite of make it insufferable. You force taunt on you, your friends. Force taunt your friends, kind of like uh, exactly. GG does. Where if she like gets hit, suddenly like someone else has to be hit. Uh, an ally always has taunt or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm with you. I like it. It would depend on the rest of the kit, but I really like that as an ultimate. Mainly because of the revives with full health and protection. Like a full team revive is... We all know how awesome uh, Jolie is, as well as, you know, yep. the Night Sister revives and what that does for them. So, I'm with All you. of these were really good, though. I mean, I see so much stuff here as potential that I could for sure actually see. Um, you know, that I could actually see coming into the game. Yep. It is an interesting one. I think in the end, we are going with Wipes Trench and Drew. So both of you guys, we appreciate everybody's submissions and playing along with us. It made it a lot of fun right now to go over these ideas. And now I'm really interested to see what it does end up being. So thanks for submitting, guys. We appreciate that. All righty. Well, I think that's it for the show. So thanks to everyone that's came out and hung out with us this entire uh, couple hours and a half. So appreciate you guys and uh, congrats to the winners. And we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Later.